Hello and welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm Big Jace, joined as always by my man Sean Scanlon, Joe McGuire, Ovi Muniz, and back again, Isaiah Groves, King Zay. What's going on, guys? We got a great, great show for you guys today. Starting off, we got a lot when it comes to the Giants football talk. We're not just talking about stuff on the field. We've got some stuff happening off the field, but Giants lost last week, heartbreaking loss, Thursday night football. Then we got to look forward to the Monday night this week against the Bucks, And then obviously we got picks and fantasy. But let's start it off, give you the rundown from the news. Pictures and video of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley go around, them in a bar without masks and not social distancing. Daniel Jones comes out and claims that those were from last year. Also, the Giants trade outside linebacker Marquise Golden to the Cardinals for the for a 2021 six-round pick. And now they lose to the Eagles Thursday night football. And I'm I'm coming out here hot. I'm coming out the gates hot. Evan Ingram sucks. This dude is worse. He's worse than Eric Flowers. This dude's got dolphin flippers for hands. What were those catches? What were those not catches? First off, bounces off his hands into the pick, and then the horrible drop at the end. He is so bad. He costs us the game. Daniel Jones looks so, so great. But, the, like, everyone's talking about, oh, my gosh, that great that run, that 80-yard run, and Daniel Jones falls. That's just the giant season. No, you can't blame Daniel Jones. You got to blame this guy. For his one job is to catch – he's got two jobs as a tight end. Catch the football and block, and he can't do either. He's just another – he's just the 11th guy. He's a flaming pile of dog crap out there on the field. All right, Sean, what do you think about the Giants? <laughs> uh, I mean, I agree with your uh, Evan Ingram statement. I don't think it was all his fault, but, he, I mean, those two drops are definitely a huge reason um, why we lost that game, especially on third down. Um, but when the Giants uh, went up by 11 with six minutes left, um, I almost knew it was too good to be true. I, I had that feel in the back of, um, in the back of my head. I was saying, you know, I, I, I think they're going to lose this game. Um, I just don't see them. I, I just can't see that for the Giants. You know, it's the game was going so good. They finally got the lead um, late in the fourth quarter. And um, that's when I knew it, that the Eagles are going to come back and win that game. Uh, this team just doesn't know how to finish games. They have uh, such a young roster, and um, they're, like we say every week, they're always in the game um, down until the fourth quarter, and they just can't find ways to pull away the wins, um, which obviously sucks to see. But uh, at some point, they're going to have to get past that barrier and start winning these close games. Um, but, yeah, you mentioned the Evan Ingram third down drop and um, the, the drop that made the interception for Daniel Jones, which shouldn't even been a pick in the first place, um, which was terrible. And then uh, I think you should also mention, though, the the penalties on the last two Eagles drives. Um, we had four penalties, um, Logan Ryan, James Bradbury, Ryan Lewis for illegal contact holding and uh, pass interference. So those are those are drive killers. That's where we can get stops on third down and things like that, get the ball back to Daniel Jones and run some clock out. But unfortunately, the defense, um, you know, made these costly penalties that, you know, kept the Eagles in the game. And ultimately, that's the reason why the Eagles ended up winning. Um, just on the offensive side of the ball, I think it was great to have Shepard back. I think he's our best receiver at getting open, um, especially on third down in the slot. 
he's huge to have. And I think um, having him back will be huge for this offense to get it rolling in the second half of the season, uh, start scoring some more points. And then uh, Wayne Gallman, I, uh, I think he should get more opportunities. I think he's our best physical runner. Uh, he showed a little bit in the receiving game last week too. So if we want to have any chance of getting a, a running game going against uh, physical Bucks front this week, I think uh, Wayne Gallman should get some more carries. <laughs> Still a ton of three and outs with this offense. They uh, basically came out of halftime with a lead and and three three and outs. And and I I mean I can't I can't stress this enough how you know week in and week out you've got this poor defense just like ass in the wind. <laughs> I, I mean I mean it's crazy. The Giants had one substantial drive. The 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 time of possession was was 32 38 to 27 22 and you're like, "Oh, that's pretty good." And, and then you consider that, you know, the Giants had one particular drive uh I, th I think that was uh, almost 10 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, 750. 750. So, again, really, when you think about it, take that possession out. I mean, they had the ball for 20 minutes like they usually do. Uh, it just puts too much stress on the defense. You, you keep setting yourself up week after week for these heartbreaking, ridiculously bad losses. Particularly to the Eagles. I mean, this was just, it, they should have just punted to Deshaun Jackson again. That's what they should have done to end this game. It, it, I mean, it, it, this is this is getting old fast, but you're right, Sean. And I've been, but I've been saying this for like two years now. The Giants don't know how to close games. I will say this I, I've come away with a much different feeling about a certain number eight who is a speed demon who's so fast he can't even keep up with his own body. That's how fast he is. He's so fast he knocks himself over. And I'm making fun of him, but I'll tell you what. I think if you put an offensive line around this guy and got him a real wide receiver he could get the ball to, I think that Daniel Jones is the real deal. I know he's a Duke guy. I know he was a, a an over uh, maybe a, a, a an, an overreach uh, as such a high pick, but tell me this guy isn't doing everything he can on the football field right now to try to get this team to win games. And the more I watch the Giants, the more my feeling is everybody else sucks. I, I agree with you. Uh, I'm not hitting on Daniel Jones no more. And I'm not going to go with what could possibly happen if the Giants end up being the first round, second round anymore. I'm not going to do that. But I will say this. Daniel Jones is going to make the Pro Bowl. He'll make the Pro Bowl as a running back. I give him that. <laughs> what? That was hilarious. Thanks for that. <laughs> and his and his wingman's gonna be Randy Orton from the WWE because if you see all the memes on Twitter, he was being RKO'd <laughs> all the way to the 20 yard line. So but uh listen, uh you say that they didn't know the Giants don't know how to close. They could have they could have made a bold statement right there and then. If Ingram would have caught the ball, it would have been game over. All right. One guy 
And I, I, you know, I know it's it's a team effort, but damn, they all tried their best. And if it wasn't for Ingram, man, anybody else, please, Ingram got to go. I'm sorry, he is declining every week. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I, mean, I, would. I would. I would. He's I, missing his assignments. Right on. Listen, I mean, I think can't. he might have a personal issue. I don't know off the field. I mean, something's going on. He is not the same guy when he first started with the Giants. You cannot blame the whole thing on Evan Ingram because the defense certainly could have stopped the Eagles from scoring. Like that could have happened too. The Giants could have even uh, blocked on that last play uh, when Jones fumbled. They they could have blocked and gave him a chance to throw the football down the field, but. None of those things happened. This was another team loss, and, and it's unfortunate. I mean, uh, facts, though, OV, he's playing like garbage to the point where it seems everybody wants this guy traded. So there's. I, I want to just tell you guys a quick story. When I was in high school, um, I was a fullback, and it was a, a second and one from our seven-yard line. And I broke right up the middle. And I had nothing but green. And it had rained something fierce that day, I will tell you. Mm. I got about, I think, to the 31-yard line. And I kid you, like there was no... like I don't even think people knew I had gotten through, because I am short at about 5'6". I slipped and fell on my face. With 70 yards of green ahead of me. I mean, just nobody fell on my face. Got up with the sod, <laughs> caked on my face, <laughs> and my pride forever damaged. So I could feel you on that one, Daniel Jones, dude. I mean, sometimes you are you start running so fast, and you're like, oh, my God, this is no. I did it. So I, I was so there when he did that, and I thought anybody that's making fun of that guy, dude, he was booking. He was booking. Okay. Cut him some slack. And in, in Daniel Jones' case, it wasn't lack of athleticism like on Joe's part. It was the fact that there was turf. How dare a, you, Isaiah Groves? And, and I've been saying it for years. Turf has been very, very bad for football. I can't stand it. It leads to injuries. Like It grabs cleats. Players fall all the time, especially playing defense. When you're playing corner, you're switching left and right. It's, it just becomes a mess eventually with the turf. I hate it. The beads, everything. They need to get rid of it. But, yeah, more like to what Joe and Obi was saying, It the Giants are a team right now that they forgot how to win. It's simple as that. They need to get a winning culture going as Joe continues to show us more of his. You are holding the ball very poorly. You got to understand something. This dude, number seven, right. dude, number seven, his arms wrapped around me, and he had dislodged the ball slightly, but I'm still holding it. That's yeah. not how I carry the football. High, high and tight, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Dude, oh, look like a rugby player. You did Tiki Barber before <laughs> uh, my uh, coffin showed up to the team. Do you want to yeah. laugh when I when I did hit the ground on that particular play? I did fumble, but I did recover it myself. <laughs> that was yeah. That was like the second fumble, literally on the play. Like um, I said, there's more to this than just the turf. In Joe's case, it's there's a lot more. <laughs> you know, uh, Joe, I could do research, but anyways, luck, lack of athleticism, call what you want. No, I'm just messing. But, uh, that was uh, on the yeah. front page of the paper. Nice. No kidding. Real quick, we had two tailbacks. Both went for a hundred yards in the game. 
I had in that game seven carries for 31 yards, and I was on the front page of the paper. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that guy that fell. Yeah, all right. The guy, the guy was slow <laughs> enough to catch a flick of. Uh, all right, all right. Let's get back to this because I, I, I do want to say I, I see a lot of similarities between the Eagles and the Giants. Both it's really just the D line for the defense that's really stout for both teams. Both struggling with offensive line and wide receivers. But I, I do think the real factor that gave the Eagles the win in this game is just the experience at quarterback. Carson Wentz is a hell of a quarterback. He single-handedly kept the Eagles in that game, kept the offense alive. Yeah, there were the penalties and that stuff. But but he did everything in his power to, to help the Eagles. Oh, and, and Daniel Jones did the same thing. So I, I see a lot of similarities between that. Are we talking about the same Carson? We talk about the same Carson Wentz that plays with the Eagles. He's horrible. Yes. He he is horrible. He makes terrible decisions. He holds the ball way too long and puts his team in even worse positions than he does. The only reason he won is because he's playing the Giants, who find a way to beat themselves. Honestly, they should probably lost that game. Honestly, and they, he's probably to me the worst quarterback in the NFC East. Honestly, but which next is, to Haskins, which is also the opposite of what a lot of people are saying. They're saying that he is the best quarterback in the Not NFC even close. East. Not even close. Not with <laughs> Dak is number one. Healthy Dak is number one. I hate to say it, but Dang Dak gone. is number one. Right, but what they're saying was Zach now gone. He is now the best quarterback in NFC, which I, I pretty much disagree, but you got a point there. He holds the ball way too He's a turnover machine. He holds the ball way too long, makes poor decisions, puts his team in very bad, very right. bad spots in the game, late in the game. Speaking of poor decisions – I mentioned it earlier. There's pictures and video of Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and a couple other uh, players, a couple other Giants players going around where they are in a bar, no mask, not social distancing. Daniel Jones has come out and said and has claimed that these are from last year. And then Joe Judge has also come out and said he is not against what it, the NFL is looking into this, but he's not against benching Daniel Jones this week because of this incident. Sean, what do you think of that? Um, I, I kind of feel bad for Daniel Jones and Saquon. In the pictures, it doesn't look like there's a lot of people around. It doesn't look like a packed bar. Um, I think they're just trying to hang out after a tough loss. You know, I, I think these guys are going through at a rough season. They're trying to go have a couple drinks after a tough game. And um, I, they don't have masks on, but there's not, there's not a lot of people around. So if they do end up getting suspended for a game, I think it'd be I think it'd be a little bit much. Um, and if they're maybe suspended for a practice or something like that, or maybe the first quarter of a game, I could see it. But if they're giving them a full game suspension um, just for not wearing masks in a bar where there wasn't a lot of people around, uh, I, I think I would have to disagree with that decision. I think that's um, well. I, here's here's where I think I might end up having an issue is. Were these pictures taken last year or was this recent? Because if it turns out that you lied and said this was from last year and it turns out it was just blowing some steam off after a loss, to me it's like I, I could forgive you going out and having a drink and not socially distancing with Saquon Barkley because he's a superstar athlete. Those guys get to play by different rules, of course. I'm joking. Joking, <laughs> sarcasm. Um, 
I just hope that this doesn't end up being a bigger scandal because, uh, you know, if if he's lying and and these are more recent pictures, then again, now you got two crimes. You got the crime and the cover up. And I hope that Daniel Jones is better than that. And I would hope and, and I would think that the way he's been playing, that he would feel good enough to be like, yeah, if you had this offensive line, you'd go drink in a in a covid bar, too. He probably would have catch COVID. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's probably safer for him to be in a in a bar with no mask on than it is to be playing behind that atrocious offensive line. I mean, realistically, they you got to they're on the field. They're not wearing masks when they're playing. They're spitting on the ball. Everything spit flying everywhere. They sweat everywhere. If they're gonna catch it, they're gonna catch it. I don't think there's an issue going with a bar and there's two or three people there. I don't see the big deal with it because, like I said, you'll let them play with no mask on and they're spitting on each other all day long. So I don't understand. And then you fill the crowd with the stands have more players. Have you seen the the, the games now? They're yeah. almost 35 percent, 40 percent full now. There's more people in the games than they were at the bar. The NFL, please stop being hypocritical. Also, the bar in question, whether this was from last year or not, it has come out that it was closed off to the public. So it was just. Whoever Giants players were there, and then like the owners. So that's hilarious. That's kind of what I said. Like they could do whatever they want because yeah. they're superstar athletes. It was like, yeah, it was just a four of those guys. They kicked everybody else out, you know, and some gals, I'm sure. I'm sure that happened. You know, when you was a high school stud, I'm sure they kicked a couple people out the ball for you. <laughs> you know, they still do. <laughs> they still do, baby. Right. They know. Go ahead. Let's uh, look forward. Monday Night Football, extra rest this week. Giants go to uh, the, the Tampa, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks come to MetLife. Tom Brady been looking good. Ronald Jones really taking over as number one back. But the real thing with this Bucks team is their defense. Third in the NFL in yards per game, second in sacks, tied for second in interceptions, and first in rush yards per game. Sean, what are you thinking about this game? I think this game is going to get pretty ugly uh, pretty quick, honestly. I think the Bucs are playing like the best team in the NFC right now. Um, two huge wins the past two weeks over the beating the crap out of the Packers and then uh, a big win over the Raiders last week. Uh, you mentioned their defense has been dominant, and also Tom Brady is uh, starting to play at a very high level, getting used to the Bruce Arians offense. So I, I really – I'm not looking forward to this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a bad beating for the Giants. Uh, I think it's going to be up there like the 49ers beating, honestly. Um, but I think there's there's some chances, though. I think Daniel Jones um, – obviously, you mentioned their, their run defense is excellent, but there are going to be some opportunities in the secondary to make some big plays. So – He's going to have to be on his game because uh, Bucks have probably the best run defense in the league, and I can't see us getting a running game going um, in this one. So Daniel Jones is going to have to be on his game. And uh, Gronk's starting to heat up for the Bucks. so uh, Jabril Peppers and Logan Ryan are going to have to be on their games as well. They're going to have to be uh, good in coverage because Gronk's starting to get utilized more and more in that offense. And then uh, just on the defense, we're facing another uh, great pair of pass rushers this week. Uh, it's been a, a trend for the – for our first seven games through the season. But uh, JPP, who's got five and a half sacks right now, and then Shaq Barrett, who led the league in sacks last year. So uh, the tackles are going to have to step up. Andrew Thomas obviously has to play better, and uh, so does Parrott and Fleming. And then uh, the two linebackers, too, Devin White and Levante David, uh, might be the two best inside linebackers in football. So 
I, I think it's going to be a rough matchup, but uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's not going to go well is how it's going to go. Um, I mean, Tom Brady's last three games, it's, it's like 2004. <laughs> I, I don't know how – I mean, again, what's going to happen is is the, the Giants' defense is going to come out. They're going to play well. Offense isn't going to do anything. They're not going to protect Jones. They're not going to be able to run the football. He's not going to have time to make plays down the field. Jason Garrett will go with something boring and conservative that doesn't allow Jones to utilize his athleticism. We'll fall behind. Then we'll try to do dump passes to hopefully come back. And it's not going to work is what's going to happen. The Giants are going to have a real hard time as they already have. I mean, they're facing one of the better defenses in the league, a team that obviously can get to the quarterback, a team that has done a really good job as far as uh, making turnovers happen. So I think this is a, this is a recipe for disaster. This feels like one of those games where after the Giants play a couple of close ones and we're like, they're good, I swear, they get blown out like 34 nothing in this one. I think it's going to be – it w- next week we're going to be like, all right, wait, are we sure Jones is the guy? Because that was it, – it's going to be one of those weeks, and I'm preparing for it. Isaiah made a great point. If you have a paper bag with the holes already, just grab it now. Uh, but you still have a couple days because it's a Monday nighter uh, if you need to make one. So, And they're free. They're free. They're free. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Joe, though. I, I'm already crying thinking that the Giants traded Jason Pierre-Paul because, you know, he had nothing left in the tank. And we've replaced him with a pass rusher since. But, yeah, you throw that in there and then you – the Giants sign uh, Corey Coleman this week, and the Bucks sign Antonio Brown. And it just goes to show you that these two teams are on two different fields. And I'm still taking Daniel Jones. My boy is 1-0 and in Tampa Bay. He ain't lost yet. Came, yep, he came back and won last year. Yes, no, he did. Stop, stop. He, stop. Ran, oh, it, stop, stop. he stop. ran it right up stop. the middle, stop. and he brought it home. And you this know is what? a different... Tampa I, Bay. This is a ball hey, player. Tampa Bay. Until I see him lose there, I can't go against them. So I, I guess what? It. The whole trade continues. Yes. I'm taking yes. the Giants, baby. This is the same person that said last week that the Giants were going to upset the Eagles, and look what happened. Look, it shouldn't have been upset. We were the better team. It wasn't supposed to be. An I'm upset. sure you were very upset because they lost. Exactly. But I Isaiah. will take Brady. I feeling. I'm going to take Brady. He's going to have four over 400 yards what? of passing, yeah. and he might just break this season record because the most he's thrown is five touchdowns against the Chargers. He could probably throw six on Monday Night Football because yes, the Giants That's don't great. even play right on Monday Night Football. And primetime television, the Giants, are they don't do well. And they you don't. can't say that they do. That dates back to the 80s, fellas. They good primetime Thursday, though. They look pretty good, bro. They look pretty losers. No, 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 no. They still look good. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Let's let's clear some things up. They didn't look good. (laughs) They didn't look good. What are you talking about? You know what they look like? The same small mistake. They look like the same sorry ass team that we've seen the last three years. That's what I saw. I saw a team. I I saw a team that plays hard. I saw a team that gave its all, and as usual, 
Somebody blew it. It's bad coaching. It's undisciplined players. It's a horrible general manager that's spent a lot of money on tackles <laughs> that suck. Yeah, you're right. That's a big problem. We don't know if they all suck. I, I heard the kid uh, from uh, Oregon's pretty good. Uh, Shane LeMahieu or whatever. LeMahieu. They haven't let him play yet, but I hear he's pretty yeah. good. Oh, yeah. yeah he, was, he was good. Was he a first if rounder? he was good, he'd be playing. So, so, but let's be clear about what this is. This is the Giants. I mean, I don't think he's good. Look, there was a time. There was a time where when I said playing Giants football, it meant that we had good linebackers and a good running game. We were going to play some defense, not turn the ball over, score some touchdowns on the ground, kick a couple field goals, and leave with a win. Now, when I say Giants football, I'm talking about like Matt Dodge punting the Deshaun Jackson. I'm talking about the the 63-yard field goal from uh, Jake Elliott last year. And I'm talking about this disaster. Okay? This is like another Herm Edwards sitch, man. These guys find a way week in and week out. The Giants currently exist to make the Eagles look good. And that's awful. You know, I can't even go. The Giants have been losing to the Eagles forever. And we still have won. I lived lived during a time where we regularly pounded on the Eagles. And they had a really good quarterback named Randall Cunningham, who far was way, way before any of these other mobile guys. And, and, And it didn't matter. And I'll tell you what, if the Giants have a problem, and I'm looking right in your face right now, Jace, because of your jersey, the Giants do not have anyone uh, they have 11 good players on defense mm-hmm. there's 11 good players on defense not one great yes that's it, it. <laughs> there's 11 guys that can do a pretty decent job there's not one standout mm-hmm. at any position you don't think Blake Martinez I think Blake Martinez yeah. is playing James great Bradbury. I think Frackle's playing great I think Bradbury's playing great. I think Logan Ryan's playing great. Javel Preppers has played great at times. It's not enough, though, Jace. It's not. It's not enough. When, whenever I, – I, I'll tell you what. I've got about 40 text messages to, to some of you and this, uh, Steve Risser, Trevor Keys, where, where I say, this drive right here will tell me what kind of character my Giants have. And you know what happens every time I send that text? They give up a touchdown every single time. So they're not good. They're I not say good. They're not they don't, in they don't have a They don't have a standout, but they are pretty good. And one more thing. One more thing to there. add on to that. You they're say- getting there, but if they're on the field, if they're on the field for 40 minutes a week, they're never going to win. If Blake Martinez is the great athlete that you say he is, then why is he not still playing with Green Bay Packers, for one? And Solder left where? From New England. We took him. Solder's a judge. He is not. He is right. Exactly. So that tells you. You say that, that, but I I wish we had him. I prefer to have Soldier than Thomas this year, honestly. I feel like I would. I don't yeah, know. I don't why. know. I don't know. Right. Right. Going back on the Blake Martinez thing, it forward. doesn't matter. Do you know who owns the Green Bay Packers? Everybody. Everybody. So it doesn't matter. Of course they don't want him. And they only care about Aaron Rodgers. So it doesn't really 
It doesn't matter. They're going to let people go left and right. It doesn't matter. He's a great player. He's playing really, really good. Se- second or third in the league in total tackles right now. Well, Best. bottom line is the Buccaneers are going to win Monday Night okay. Football. I'm going with the Giants because screw Tom Brady. No. How? How does this happen? How does it happen? Train is alive because Jace. No, listen, listen right here. I don't think Tom Brady is as good. I mean, no, not Tom Brady. I'm sorry. I don't think Tampa. They have a great defense. I don't think they are. I I was. I was upset listening to Keys to the City yesterday because they put them at number two overall, the second best team in the NFL. They're not. They have two losses. They have a great defense, but something. The, the offense is very hot and cold. Right now, they're really, really hot, but I don't expect them to stay hot that long. They came off cold. They started to get their legs under themselves. Uh, and you know Antonio Brown is a cancerous person. I don't see him coming in there and, and making things better. He's an if Hold on. If their offense is hot and cold, ours is an iceberg. Are you serious? Ours is Daniel Jones and then the garbage he's surrounded by. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hold on. I'll play your game. I'll play your game. You got to play mine then. Okay. What's the score of this game? And how does it how does it happen? I'm not a big score because guy. I don't think the Giants are going to score but, points. Period. Heck. But how? Where do you see? Is this a nine-six field goal I'm battle going, game? Yes, sir. Yes, it's super sir. windy. They're missing like six or nine. seven missed field Let's goal. Go. Twelve to nine. Giants win on another Bucks missed field goal two years in a row. Ooh, I like it. Twelve to nine. I'll take it. All right. Yeah. Giants defense comes for some knockouts. I love it, Jace. I'll go along with that. I don't think it's going to happen, but all right. 12-9. All right. All right. So cool. let's move on to the rest of the league. Let's get into picks. OV won the week last week with a 9-5 nine, uh, nine and five record. Isaiah, Sean, and myself all 8-6. and six. Joe, man. Under 500, 6 and 8. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to need to see these weekly tallies. I feel like I picked the same teams you did, except I don't pick the. How are you getting. How are you picking better than me? That doesn't even. I win every week when I don't say Giants. Where am I going wrong here? Everywhere after that. I want to see the tally. I don't like it, Sean. Uh, I'll send you the spreadsheet. I will send you the spreadsheet I have. Yeah, you can can pull up the tape too if you need. Yeah, we will. We will. And uh, as far as the season goes, I- I'm still in the lead with a 65.7 win percentage. Sean right behind 62.8. OV coming in with the 60, 60.7. Then Isaiah, 57.1 after one week. And Joe, you're almost about to fall under 500. And you're 51.4. I like the teeter. Okay. All right. Let's see. You're gonna have to make a stretch here to get back in this. Live a life on the edge. Well, I already, I already got one because I just bet against the Giants, so that's one extra win for I, next week. I, I know it's already wait. in the bag. I can't wait till they win. I'm gonna send you the biggest text, and you better answer this. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna call you. I'm not even gonna text you. I'm gonna call you because I want to hear your excuse. I'm gonna because I, I, I know you're gonna be stunned. You're probably gonna be mortified. 
you're not even going to have words to say. That's why I'm going to call you. Texting you would be a bailout. Joe, is there a waterboarding bet on this one? All right, listen. <laughs> let me let me clear up two things. First, to my buddy Isaiah, let me clear some things up here. Do you think I'm going to be watching the game and rooting against the Giants? Is that how you is that are you are you visualizing me on my couch like and and Jones is and I'm like fall fall fall? Of course not. I want the Giants to win. I will be thrilled. It would give me great pleasure if the Giants win on Monday night. Jump it would make me happy, Come. so happy. Come to the hope train. The hope train. Embrace the fandom. I I I don't think the Giants can win this game. Like if the Giants and the Buccaneers played ninety nine times this week, we, we I think it, it would be ninety nine and zero. It's not called the expert train. It's called the hope train. Yeah, this no, is, I know. This is, this is I, not called the smart decision train. It's the hope train. Come you have to, to understand hope. something about me. There's yeah, two things. Know. There's, there's one thing I really hate to do, and it's to play like the hypothetical game. You don't like the, I mean, if you could bring Phil Sims back on this team, how good would they be? You know, when people play that game, I can't do that. I also have a really hard time imagining how a terrible one in six football team, no matter if it's my favorite team or my least favorite team, could possibly beat a team. That's won its last three decisively. And is and is literally, I know Jace didn't like the Keys brothers saying the Bucs are the best team in the in the NFC, but they might be. Give it like four more weeks. We can have this conversation all over again. I'll we'll accept the NFC, at. but when you put them at number two overall, yeah, overall not, with, not with Kansas, you don't put Kansas City, the Ravens. That's that's a whole nother discussion, but let's continue on to picks. We'll get OP funny, commenting. Well, it's right only just comment because I wouldn't shut up. Is that what you were getting at? All right, all right, go ahead. Thursday night football tomorrow night. Uh, NFC South battle. The one and six Atlanta Falcons go to the three and four Carolina Panthers. Uh, I believe in Matt Rule. Panthers get this dub at home. Your thoughts, Sean? I don't see how you could uh, pick the Falcons um, for any game, really, the rest of the season. And the Panthers' offense with uh, Joe Brady in there has looked really good. Um, Bridgewater's top five in the league with passing yards. And uh, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore is uh, is one of the more underrated uh, receiving duos in the league, I think. So I think they're going to put up a whole bunch of points on the, Pan- or on the Falcons and uh, – I'd say the Panthers win 35-24. I'm going to make this quick. I just said a second ago I can't take a 1-6 team against a good uh, a team that doesn't have just one win. So, obviously, the Panthers will win the game. Yep, I got the Panthers as well. Yeah, make it quick. I, you know, I said it before. You pick the Falcons, you get what you get. So, I'm taking the Panthers. All right. All right, and now yeah, that's good. <laughs> from the NFC South to the AFC East, the Pats, the struggling Patriots, 
go to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Patriots looked so bad. Cam Newton looked terrible, terrible last week. Um, and the Bills, like, they bounced back. Uh, they bounced back in a tough one against the Jets. But they still got that bounce back win. They needed it. And they're going to get it done at home. Yeah, both these teams are really struggling right now. Um, Bills had a, had a bad game against the Jets, and then obviously we know what happened with the Patriots. But I agree with you. I think I'm going to have to go with the Bills at home. Um, Patriots, I just don't know where they go the rest of the season. Cam Newton has looked pretty bad the past two weeks. So I think Bills will win uh, probably by a touchdown on this one. It's funny, right after I said that Josh Allen is like a top quarterback in the NFL, they just started playing like garbage. Um, I do think he'll get it back on track. I think the Patriots are uh, a steamy dumpster fire right now. This is going to be a low-scoring game, uh, a rivalry game at that, but I think it'll be the coach's type of football. But I think slightly the Bills will make it. I don't trust the Patriots, so I got the Bills. Yeah, I'm going to break it to you guys. I'm actually going to take the Patriots in this one. And the Patriots, you know, they've been the Bills' daddy for years, and it's going to continue to be that way. I don't care who's on the team. I picked the Bills to lose last week. They were going to lay that egg for me. They almost did, but the Jets let me down. So, I, yeah, but I don't think the Patriots are the same team, and I'm, I'm taking the Patriots. I'm, I'm seriously taking the Patriots in this one. Field goal type of game. They're still the Bills' daddy. What? It, why don't you like the Bills? I'm from real New York. The Bills ain't considered a New York team. All right? I'll never root for the Bills. <laughs> Wait. You said the Bills are a New York team? Look, no, they're not a New York team. They're not. They're but, not. but the Giants and Jets don't even play in New York. They play in New Jersey. I know. That's how dope that is. <laughs> we adopted them. All right? You know what? They used to play in Yankee Stadium, and they used to play over at uh, – what was that? Yeah, polo yeah. grounds. Yeah, the polo grounds. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a brain for it, but it happens. But yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Titans go to Joe Burrow and the Bengals, looking to bounce back off their first loss to the Steelers. And boy, oh boy, they do. Derrick Henry all day. Bengal uh, Bengals just traded Carlos Dunlap to the. Uh, Seahawks. So, uh, yeah, uh, that that was one of their best bets for taking down Derrick Henry. Um, now they don't have him. Derrick Henry uh, just rolls all over him. Uh, yeah, I think the Bengals might be able to put up some points, but uh, I think the Titans are going to put up a whole bunch of points, uh, especially with the, with the way A.J. Brown is looking. And uh, Derrick Henry, obviously, best running back in the league right now, I think, with McCaffrey Hurt. So, yeah, I'll pick the Titans in this one. I think they win by a score of probably uh, 38 to 28. Listen, the game's in Cincinnati. The Bengals are feeling pretty good about – no, I'm just playing. Uh, I got the Titans in this one in a big in – a, in a blowout. I don't know about this blowout stuff. It's daylight savings. So, I mean <laughs> – <laughs> but the Titans are going to win. They'll win. Take it to Titans, too. Derrick Henry train starts again. Hopefully Tom Brady sleeps in on Monday. <laughs> Just misses the whole game. All right, all right. All right. 
This one's an interesting matchup. The Raiders go to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Um, I, I've been preaching it this whole season. You can have faith in the Browns. Raiders, every time I have faith in them, they disappoint me. So I'm going to go the Browns at home to get it done here. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think uh, the Browns, if you look at the Browns' schedule, they really haven't beaten anyone good. And they're the two good teams they played, they've been blown out by the Ravens and the Steelers. So I think the Raiders are going to come into Cleveland. Um, I think they're pissed off after the the way they lost to the Bucks, And I, I think it's going to be a statement game. I think Josh Jacobs will have a monster game. So I'm going to go Raider and Browns without Odell. That's going to hurt their offense a lot, I think, and without Nick Chubb right now. So Raiders, I would say 28 to 20. You should all know Derek Carr is my fantasy quarterback on my <laughs> on my my team. So uh, I will be going with the Raiders over the Browns this week. I will definitely go with the Raiders over the Browns this week. I'm gonna take the Raiders. I don't have a reason. I'm just gonna take the Raiders. Honestly. I don't, I don't like the Browns. <laughs> I don't like the Browns, so I'm just going to take the Raiders. Does anybody feel bad about Odell? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. I, you yes. hate to see it. You hate to see it. No, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, do you wish, like, evil on the guy, but are you like, oh, that's a real bummer, or are you like, meh? No, I do. I, that's I a bummer. I love Odell. It's the beginning of a big problem for the NFL. They don't even see it. They need to go back to grass. Your players are dropping like flies. These players that make you money, your Saquon Barkley's, your Odell Beckham's, you're losing these players. People come to see them. The Browns suck, but people will come to see Odell. The Giants suck, but I will go to see Saquon if he's hurt. I'm not going to go see Saquon. Now you go to see Danny Dimes. But uh, I, I love me being the only one on the Browns. I think I'm 2-0 and o every time we have this. So... Uh, just saying that you got now, stats on this, huh? Yeah, I do. Uh, next, uh, another interesting game, another two loss team taking on a three loss team. The Colts go to Detroit to take on the Lions. Uh, Lions haven't shown that I can trust them at all. Colts have played pretty well, uh, struggled at points. I'm gonna go the Colts, get it done, Jonathan Taylor, all the way. I'm going to uh, disagree with this one, too. I'm going to go with the Lions at home. Uh, I like the way their offense has been playing. Uh, DeAndre Swift looked like he could be a, a really good running back in this league for a long time to come. And then Kenny Galladay coming back from injury is huge. So uh, Colts do have a good defense, but I, I think uh, they're going to put up some points. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see Phillip Rivers having success against the Lions defense. So I'd go Lions, 34, or, or Lions 31 to Colts 27. Jace, you just said the Lions were inconsistent and you can't trust them, and then you'd say you'd take the Colts, and I find that that same thing would apply to the Colts. Every time I'm like, yeah, maybe the Colts are good. They lose. <laughs> I don't know who's going to. This game could be a tie. I'm not going to pick it like OV did the other day. Last week, <laughs> didn't he pick a tie in one of these games? He's like, you're going to tie. Uh, no, I took the Lions in this one. Okay. Hey, this is, is going to be a great game. I, I, I will sit down and watch this. This is going to be a battle between the quarterback that has the ball last, last possession of the game, 
If it's the Colts, I'm afraid that they might throw an interception to end the game. But as last week, the Lions did come back with less than a minute and won the game. So I don't know about this trust issues that you're saying about the Lions. But no matter what, I'm going for the Colts and I'm going for Phillip Rivers. Okay. I agree with you. This is this is another snooze fest. I don't know what Obi's talking about. Uh, I will not be watching this game. Not with Sunday ticket. Not with all those games I'm playing. This will not be on my list. But, uh, yeah, this looks like another snooze fest. I'm hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'd rather watch this game than watch the Bucks and the Giants. That's all I'm saying. All right, no. Not, Monday night, not, not a chance. Not a chance, not a chance. Because you know the Giants will at least give you hope before they let you down. He was just saying that to be mean. <laughs> hope? Okay. I hope they don't get their ass whooped. Isaiah, he was just trying to rattle you. He's like, yeah, I'd rather watch that than the Giants game. I'm on a Giants podcast. You have to watch the game. You don't have a choice. What are you even talking about? Managing my blood pressure here. Anyway, yeah, give me the Colts. <laughs> this man is crazy. Also, he's, now, he's gonna, yeah, now he's a Giants fan. He's all in. He's all in now. All right. I mean, that's why I'm here, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> All right, NFC North, the Vikings go to Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, tale of two uh, two different teams here. One, one, the Vikings one and five, Packers five and one. Uh, I don't see. I don't see. Th- there is no universe. The Vikings win this game. I agree. I would. Uh, I would take the Packers by three touchdowns. That's a. I think it might be closer than that. It might it might be like nineteen points, Packers. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I got Packers in this game. Green Bay do good with with sorry teams like like the Vikings. Sorry teams, that's crazy. I'm gonna actually take the Packers. I'm gonna take the Packers too. I don't know what's wrong with the Vikings. I think the franchise needs to sue Kirk Cousins. For identity fraud and theft. <laughs> nah, nah. It's whoever whoever signed him, whoever signed him is to get fired because he wasn't even that great with Washington. So please stop. No First way. fully guaranteed contract uh, in NFL history has been the biggest bust since maybe Saquon Barkley because it's looking that way. I'm sorry to say it. Yeah, and yeah, when we, we move on from one consensus to, I'd imagine. I mean, I don't know. Isaiah is here. I'd imagine another consensus as the Owen Seven Jets go to Kansas City to take on the reigning Super Bowl champs. Uh, I, I, I don't see any. Like I said, in, in with the Vikings Packers game, I don't see any universe the Jets get this win. Uh, this is going to be a 77 0 game, and the Chiefs are going to break every offensive record in the books. The Jets are that bad. I'm actually going to go with the upset that now nah, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> Chiefs by a million. Chiefs by a million. <laughs> what if no Pat Mahomes gets COVID and he can't play? They still lose by 30. Chiefs by 50. <laughs> you could have Andy Reid back there as quarterback, and I'd still take take the Chiefs. By I would, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. 
Okay. That, was, that was a tough pick. I can't believe you picked it. I got the Chiefs. I need to think on it. <clears throat> I, I think I'm going to take the Chiefs, too. Don't be surprised Le'Veon Bell plays quarterback. <laughs> Don't be surprised he plays quarterback this game. He's going to put up, like, 300 yards on the Jets. Oh, yeah. Revenge game for Le'Veon. And then take Adam Gates out the drink afterwards. That's what I hope. <laughs> uh, all right. Daniel Man. Jones knows a place. Get you in. Yeah, when nobody comes in. <laughs> That will right. right off. It's great. <laughs> That's great. All right. Rams go to Miami to take on the new Tua-led Dolphins. I'm doing it. I'm going for the upset. It is Tua time in Miami. Dolphins get it done. I like that pick. Uh, I think the Dolphins are slept on a lot. Um, I think they might even have a chance to win the AFC East by the end of the year. I'm not, I'll say that. But I, I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Rams will just pull it out in the end, though. Um, Dolphins have a very good defense, but I could see this kind of being a, a lower-scoring game, and I, I think Tua will play well. But uh, I'd say I'd take the Rams by a score of 24-20, to 20 and the, the Rams win in a late field goal. Tua's going to be like 7 for 21 <laughs> for like 76 yards and two picks. And he's going to have a couple of decent runs. And the Rams are going to absolutely trounce the Dolphins. Um, the NFL is hard. I know everybody thinks that Tua was like a superhero. But his entire hip was replaced. So let's see what that looks like in game action is all I'm saying. Just temper the expectations just a tiny bit. I, I wasn't even talking about I wasn't even talking about the Dolphins like that just because of Tua. I, they have a really good defense, and uh, they got some playmakers on offense too. So I think Tua can just help them out. Don't underestimate the great Jared Goff. I, I picked the Rams. I'm just, I thought it was, I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah. I picked no, the Rams. No, Frank, hold on. Wait, wait. I, I feel horrible. I, I didn't – listen, I'm not saying that because I want to ruin Frank's night. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Debbie Downer. I'm just saying – Hold on. Come on, Frank. Calm down with that nonsense. All I'm saying is you've never seen the guy take like a or you saw him take a snap because he got a couple snaps in the last game. You've never seen him like lead the team. It's a hard sport that we're in. And I think the Rams are a pretty good team. The team until he went down into Tampa and did his work. Sorry, Frank. (laughs) I was joking about the great Jared Goff. Yeah. Uh, I already picked the Rams. Okay. Yeah, give me the Rams in this one, too. Oh, I like this. I like this a lot. Me, me too. I like when you're going to pick the opposite. All right. This is the, the game of the week. Toughest game to pick. The AFC North battle. The undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers go to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Both teams go in. I mean, both teams leave this game 6-1 and one as Lamar gets it done as the Ravens win at home. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I agree with that one. Um, I, this is going to be the third week in a row I'm picking against the Steelers, so uh, I'm going to keep picking against them until uh, I finally get it. And I believe in the Ravens. Uh, 
you know, coming off the bye, I think that Lamar's going to have a monster game. And I think that their defense with uh, two of some of the best corners in the league with Marcus Peters and um, Marlon Humphrey, I think they're going to shut down Juju and Chase Claypool. So I think the Ravens will come out, and uh, I think it's going to be a statement victory. I think they win by a score of 31-17. to 17. Do you know the Raiders, uh, the Steelers, have never been 7-0 and in their storied franchise? When you think about all the great teams, the 70s, and the 80s, and the 90s, and even now, they've never gone 7-0 and before. And they're not doing it now. The Ravens are coming through. I know it. After this Sunday, the biggest headline will be the Pittsburgh Steelers. No one's talking about them. And I'm going to tell you right now, these Steelers are for real. They have a comeback story. I keep saying it all the time. The Steelers will go to the Super Bowl this year. Now, you can talk to me, talk trash about the Chiefs and everybody else. But I'm serious. The Steelers got it going on this year, and they're out for redemption. So Steelers will beat the Ravens this Sunday. I almost yeah. believe that. <laughs> now I'm actually taking the Steelers too. I, that offense is electric. They have receivers, some of the best, probably the best receiving core in the league right now, in my opinion. And they have a solid run game. That defense has been stout all year. I'm taking the Steelers. I, Big Ben's played this game, this matchup, too many times. He's got too much experience in this situation. I don't see him losing. All right, this is—it's definitely going to be interesting. Definitely the game to watch. But uh, let's go to the AFC West. Two two and four teams going at it. Chargers go to Denver to take on the Broncos. I've been on the Justin Herbert bandwagon all year long, and that's going to continue. Chargers get it done a mile high. I agree with this one. The Broncos' defense has actually been playing really well, but um, I don't think they're going to be enough for Herbert. I think Herbert is probably the favorite for uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year right now, and I think he continues to play very well. Um, I'd say Chargers win 34-16. to 16. Yeah, these are two really different two and four teams. Uh, definitely going to take the Chargers to win this one on on the road against a pretty bad Broncos team. All right, and Ovi just left to go set up for all four downs. Make sure you guys check that out directly following this show. So Isaiah, who are you picking? I'm actually going to take the Chargers. I'm joining the Hibbert train with you guys, the Justin Hibbert train, however you want to pronounce it, Hibbert Hubert. I think he's a rising star. He's a talent. I think him and Burrow are just in a league of their own coming to the league this year. I think they're far and above the rookies that have come in in the last few years. Yeah, I agree. I saw a stat, by the way. Uh, Herbert uh, joins uh, Mahomes as uh, one of, like, five players ever to throw for 250 yards, I think, his first five games or some something like that it was. It was a pretty impressive stat, so kudos to uh, – Justin Herbert. Good thing he stabbed up Tyrod Taylor, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. All right. As we go from two two win teams facing off, two two lost teams go at it. As the Saints go to Soldier Field to take on the Bears. I I like the Bears. They, They let down, let me down Monday night against the Rams. 
they bounce back at home, get it done against a against the Saints team that I, I don't really know the Saints team. Uh, I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. I think the Bears are actually a fraud. Um, if you look at their their point differential, they're a minus two on the season uh, with a five and two record, which is almost hard to do. Um, if you watch their offense on Monday night, uh, you know that they're inept and that they really can't get anything going. Um, Allen Robinson's their only chance, and he left that game with a concussion, I think. So I think the Saints, they, the defense played well last week too when so did Drew Brees. So I think they continue to, to get it rolling against the Bears, and uh, I think they win big in this one. I'd say 31-14. Uh, to 14. Yeah, this is a bad five and two team. I think I think you have to ask yourself who's walking out of here with a third loss. And I think the Saints, while you're right, Jace, been been inconsistent and in, in their offense has been a little up and down. I think they definitely, well, when I say definitely, it's always tough to play in Chicago, but I'm gonna say uh since the weather's seasonal, Saints. <laughs> seasonal. I'm gonna take the Saints actually. I actually watched the Bears game last night and actually wanted Trubisky to come in the other day. I was like, I can't believe I'm actually looking for Trubisky to come in. That's how bad Foles play. So I'm going to go with the Saints. Drew Brees, to me, is still, the best, still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And he hasn't, shown, he hasn't lost a step, honestly. I don't, I don't see it. A lot of people say he has. I, I don't see it. I think he's still up there like, just as good as Tom Brady. You would if you were one of his receivers. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, then we have an NFC West matchup as the 49ers go to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. This is my upset special. 49ers, they got over their Super Bowl hangover last week as they put a pounding on the Pats and really showed the Pats true colors as a not a good team, not a not the normal bats we're used to. Well, so I think they go in. Seahawks defense is not that good. I think they eat up the clock with their run game. Everything's get get settled back down, and we see the 49ers team that we saw last year, and they roll and they defeat the Seahawks on the road. Yeah, I think this was the toughest game to pick of the week. Um, I was going back and forth. But uh, it's tough to pick against Russell Wilson, so I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Um, and I, I don't think that they'll, they'll lose two games in a row, uh, even though the 49ers have looked really good um, after that embarrassing loss to the Dolphins. I think the Seahawks will uh, get it done at home. I think it will come down to another crazy game for the Seahawks. I think that they'll win 34-31 um, to 31 on a, a last-second field goal, and uh, they'll go to 6-1. and one. I see a lot of people been taking the 49ers in this game. They've definitely been playing a lot better football since they got off to that tough start. Got some guys back from injury, but it's not going to matter because the Seahawks are going to route them. <laughs> route them. Route. They'll win by two scores. Wow. Guaranteed. That's, that's bold. That's a bold statement. That's, that's bold. I'm taking the Seahawks, too, on this one. Though. I, I still think Russell Wilson is the best player in the league right now and, and like far and beyond anyone so I, i'm taking the seahawks and i just hope they don't get embarrassed by the cardinals you know like they, i mean excuse me get embarrassed like they did against the cardinals <laughs> all right and uh sunday night football 
the NFC least is in prime time. Cowboys go to Philly to take on the Eagles. Cowboys still uh, taking applications for a new uh, run, a new quarterback as uh, Andy Dalton goes out. Um, the Cowboys are just garbage. Um, I'm very excited to see them match up with the Giants when they on the other side of the when they get back and they're in shambles. Uh, Eagles get this win, best team in the NFC least, which isn't saying a lot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is a really ugly game, especially for Sunday night. Uh, two of my least favorite franchises in sports, but uh, I think the Eagles are, are definitely better than the Cowboys right now, especially with no QB for the Cowboys and the way that the Cowboys defense has looked. So, uh, yeah, I, I give the Eagles the edge in this one. Probably win by two touchdowns, I'd say. What if those teams tied? I was thinking the same thing. And if Giants play. win, they'll be in first place. Unbelievable. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen because the Eagles, um, I think, are going to beat on these Cowboys pretty good. I think the Eagles are feeling pretty good about themselves, the way things have gone lately, that they're where they're at and they shouldn't be. But I think they're going to – I think the Eagles are going to start to kind of run away with this a little bit, settle in at a solid 7-9. and uh, Oh, geez. Maybe a solid 7-8-1 and one to win the division. Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles in this one too. I don't think the Cowboys have anything left. I don't think they trust their coach. I don't think they believe in each other. The defense is atrocious. And like Joe said, I think this is when the Eagles actually start to make their run. So I'm going to take the Eagles in this one. All right. All right. That'll do it for picks. Cardinals, Washington, and Jaguars. Oh, no. Cardinals, Washington, Jaguars, and Texans all on by. Texans just had a uh, outbreak of COVID, so we will see what – how that uh, plays out, uh, but luckily they do have a buy to figure things out. They've closed their facility, uh, so we'll, we'll see what comes from that. So let us talk a little bit of fantasy. Boy, I had a tough, tough week. Tough, tough week. Uh, I mean, so many buys, didn't have feeling playing. Uh, it, it, Edelman did nothing for me. And I was, and I lost to Tyler Bard, all elite wrestling, and uh, it just does not feel good. Does not feel good. How'd you do, Sean? Uh, I got the win this week after losing four straight, so it was good to get back uh, on the on the W board. Uh, I, it's looking like a season of runs for me. I started off the season two and zero, oh, and then lost the next four, and then I won. So hopefully, I can get another streak going here with wins. Um, uh, I'm I'm hurting with injuries right now. I just lost Odell for the year, and Dalvin Cook's hurt. Most most on IR, and John Brown is hurt. But uh, hopefully, I, I can hit the waiver wire. Uh, get somebody to step up and uh, start stacking some wins again. Joe, uh, your loss streak. I mean, your win streak came to a pretty abrupt end here. This yeah, week. yeah. I'm in some trouble. Two and five. Um, I I I I do have some uh, trades that I've made. Uh, I feel pretty good about um, and trying to help other people win this league. So I hope that I have benefited those folks, <laughs> and I hope that you guys, none of you, win the trophy that are on the show right now. Where where's my where's my trade offer, Joe? 
Gotta come at me, bro. What do you want? Uh, I'll I'll check out. I'll check out the roster after this. I'm wheeling in. Th- I'm in three leagues. I have three wins combined in the three different leagues I'm in. Uh, but I've been wheeling and dealing, working the phones all week. So, you know, right. we have a five hundred and everything. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh inter uh inter show clash this week as Sean yeah. and Ovi go at it. Yes, uh, we do. Yeah. Joe, doesn't it amaze you that Ovi is um that Ovi does so well on his picks? Does it surprise it does. everybody? It, does. it actually does. <laughs> because even when he guesses like one where you're like Chiefs, huh? Chiefs over the Jets. You're like, I don't know, Ovi. When you say it, I suddenly think Jets maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, he uh, he almost convinced me with that one game, which was the, the one that he picked. Chubbs. <laughs> 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 That's, That's great. We're in a green shirt tonight. I am the Jets of fantasy football. That is definitely true. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. We're on a time crunch here. We got to move on. Let's get to fantasy locks. Week seven results. Uh, I, I picked Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who got 13.3 points. Sean picked Stefan Diggs, 10.8 points. Joe won fantasy locks again. With Justin Herbert, who had 38.48 points. Look at the Swami. Yeah, you're wearing something in fantasy this year, Joe. I'm good at that. I can tell you who to get. I just don't ever get them. That's the problem. Jared had had his redemption with uh, Josh Allen, who had 16.83 points. And my man, Isaiah. Cam Newton. It would be negative. The week he decides one eight. The, the week he decides to blow up. Just self-destruct is the week I picked him. Did Great you job. tell did you tell Isaiah he doesn't get to pick anybody this week? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably better. It's honestly probably better. <laughs> you gotta pick somebody that's gonna score positive points. Can you do that at least? Right, how about that? <laughs> Complete a pass. How about that? I can't even believe I, I couldn't fathom the points he had when I saw it. I I, I thought it was a lie. I was like, he didn't have a point. <laughs> Dude, how about getting your first shot on this podcast? Who's your guy? And you're like, oh, I got a good one. And, 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 and with all due respect, you know, I can only go up from here. You could have taken a wrong. kicker. You're not wrong. You could have taken any <laughs> kicker and done better. You're right. You're absolutely right. I could have. Honestly, I could have. <laughs> I could have picked up anyone from waiver wire the way it looked. At me. <laughs> Jesus, it was. I probably could have picked someone that didn't even play. Could have picked. I could have picked the team that was on a bye week that would have had a better game. Right. You actually could have picked someone in a bye week and you would have done better because it would have been a zero. Yeah, I, I honestly couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was just baffled. Just, 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 right. You could have taken Chase Claypool, who I think put up like. A point, point eight this week, right? <laughs> yeah. There you right. go. <laughs> now let's get right. serious now. Okay. Right. Game for three. me, I got George Kittle on my on my fantasy team going up against the worst defense in the league, the Seahawks, and then he'll get it done. Who are you taking, Sean? 
I'm going to go with A.J. Brown this week. Uh, A.J. 1K from the Titans. Uh, he, he, last three weeks since he's been back from injury, he's put up 20-plus points in every week. And uh, he's going against a pretty bad Bengals secondary this week. So hopefully he keeps it going and uh, gives me 20-plus points again. Hey, brother, right game, wrong dude. Derrick Henry is going to doot, doot, doot. I got 30 points plus for Derrick Henry this week. That's your lock, baby. That's crazy. I'm I'm actually gonna take Big Ben. So if the Steelers lose, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, State of Pittsburgh. But uh, yeah, I'm going with Big Ben this week. <laughs> Honestly, the, a rivalry matchup. It's gonna turn it up. I'm looking. Hopefully, 25, 30 point week. Big Ben, please help me out, please. Uh, please. <laughs> I can't keep making these picks. <laughs> I'm going to die when, like, Leslie Visser's, like, in the first quarter, is like, Big Ben's in the concussion protocol. Back to you in the booth. <laughs> yeah, that's be my uh, Yeah, after throwing a pick. <laughs> we get starting the game because he's waiting on a COVID test. He's waiting on the results of a COVID test he took prior to the game. So. <laughs> that's be my <laughs> oh, uh, We will see. This is the first time we've all picked people who are on the road, which is interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, that'll do it for us for Drawing About the G-Men. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. And a reminder that this is a CMG podcast, Clovercrest Media Group. If you – any topic you want, any topic you're interested in, politics, comedy, uh, murder mysteries, sports, go to clovercrestmedia.com, check it out. And if you – Want to make if you're passionate about a subject and want to make a podcast of your own, they can help you out there too. This is thanks to Clovercrest Media for sponsoring this podcast, and thank you guys for watching and listening. We hope to see you next time.